Season 2, episode 130, The Desire of Some Greeks to See Jesus on Monday of the Passion Week, the day after Palm Sunday. He returned back from Bethany where he spent the night, Sunday night, really that would be Monday morning. Puzzle, puzzles the disciples and leads to Jesus's agitation of soul to interpret the life and death as a sacrifice and to show how by being lifted up he will draw all men unto himself. John 12 verses 20 through 50 which are 31 verses. This is Monday so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in four days he will be hung on a cross and die after uh, between six and nine hours as, as I recall my teaching but I think after I get through with A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the Gospel he spends 16 episodes on Christ on the cross or in captivity starting uh, I guess Friday morning of Good Friday. I don't know how dark it is when he gets taken, but anyway, all day Friday. He's dead before the end of that day, before it gets dark on, on Saturday. Again, the Jewish calendar, the day starts in the evening. And I read today that it's because of in the morning and the evening, uh, the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the first day. So they just took it literally that God started the first day on the evening and the morning. Anyway, which is a picture of the earth spinning every 24 hours. All right. Uh, Jesus dies on the cross and is raised from the dead three days later. You can't be raised from the dead unless you're dead. And there are some that say he just swooned and the coolness of the tomb woke him up. But anyway, I think they call it the pass Passover plot. Based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922, uh, and C.I. Schofield's the Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909, which includes the version that he used, the translation he used was King James Version, copyright 1611, the old King James Version and the old Schofield Bible. All right. Um, I use Rick Meyer's eSword free Bible app for for PCs, which I use on my PC for free. It did cost less than two bucks. I like a buck ninety-nine to download it on my phone, which I use all the time because I always have my phone with me. And uh, it's my Bible at church. It's uh, I've got it. You get things that go along with the eSword. Uh, gives you a Greek and Hebrew lexicon and Aramaic for the Book of Daniel, uh, Ezekiel maybe. Um, and Bible Hub Commentary Online, I used the commentary quite a bit to get through some of this uh, verbiage. All right, um, I got my two maps here, New Testament Israel, the political map with all the different cities, roads, rivers, uh, lakes. Dead Sea is a lake, saltwater lake. Sea of Galilee is not a saltwater. It, it has water coming in and water going out. It's the, the fact that there's no exit for the Dead Sea that makes it so salty, just kind of like the Great Salt Lake. Okay, uh, and I another map I use a topographical map that goes all the way up to Mount Hermon on the border of Syria and Lebanon, where uh, A.T. Robertson points out is uh, where Christ went on a seven-day journey, uh, 
up to Mount Hermon to, and I don't think he climbed to the top of Mount Hermon. We're talking about 10,000 feet, but but anyway, um, he it's a ridge line and quite a bit. It's a seven-day walk from north of Galilee, Sea of Galilee. All right, um, but that's called the Ancient Greek Region of Urtaria, and you can find it uh, copyright Bible History Maps, I guess. It just says Bible History here. Uh, illustrations would probably take it to you. And if you wanted more specific, you could look for the Ancient Greek Region of Urtaria. Okay, which is way up north, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so we're on part uh, 11 of uh, A.T. Robertson's 14 parts, the last public ministry in Jerusalem, which ends, if I'm not mistaken, on Tuesday, which is the next, this is Monday, followed by Tuesday, and followed by Wednesday, Thursday, Good Friday. So we're not far from his crucifixion, although we're... Um, I don't know, um, about approximately 10 episodes away. Uh, the last public ministry in Jerusalem. Okay, so uh, uh, this is season two, episode 130. Jesus explains to some visiting Greeks, kind of helps you to understand the audience and what's going on. Uh, they don't believe, but that's their problem. Kind of explains why. People don't believe, but uh, anyway, uh, Jesus explains to some visiting Greeks and agreeing. The, the east side of the Jordan was, they spoke Greek there, so these could be, they, they're coming to the Passover, so I would assume they're followers of the Old Testament and coming to this pilgrimage feast known as the Passover. How by being lifted up, Jesus will draw all men to him. Uh, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So hopefully, uh, I think some of these guys come, but they don't believe. And uh, hopefully you will believe. And I, I, let me just plug these last episodes, uh, the Passion Week. I'm excited about it. I'm going to just put out one a week. I had a friend of mine listen to it and say, you got too many ums and you got too much this and that and you need to get more organized. And He didn't say it that way, but that's the way it came across. And and I, I put a lot of work into it. I got a really good, I th to me it's like a teleprompter. I've got my laptop right in front of me. I know exactly what I'm going to say next. But still, there's a difference between doing all that work and really having owning it. So I'm going to work on the presentation and maybe cut down on my ums. But again, I'm, I'm over sub... Substance is way more important than form to me. And I kind of rebel against people that want to have perfect everything, except their content is just holy macaroni. So I want to have a lot of good content, and hopefully you'll overlook my ums. I, I was listening to what uh, uh, the second man on the moon, uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, the second word he said on the moon was um. But anyway, uh, moving right along. Uh, okay, I'd like to read these verses. I can't print them out for you because I don't. I'm pretty sure I won't have enough room. In fact, uh, verses one, uh, 30 verses here are probably not going to fit. I hope they do in in the small space I get. Well, uh, from 
uh, Spotify, the 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 app I use to make my the app you listen to Spotify is different than the app that the podcast makers use. But anyway, not like it's better; it's a lot of work. But anyway, it's I don't know how they do it, but they do it. All right, um, Revelation chapter six, verse nine and ten. We're just talking about Lord's second coming as He's leaving from His first coming. And uh, it hasn't happened yet. And I think if I keep saying this enough, maybe you'll, it'll sink in. Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Uh, in heaven, near the end of the tribulation, I think it's right before the second coming, and you got the 144,000 have already been slaughtered, so that means it's towards the end of the tribulation. And Christ has to come back, or there'd be nobody left to live on into the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth. So he's got to... He's going to come, I think, after he finishes opening seals, I think he comes. And they ask him, how long? O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Starting in verse 9, and when he had opened the fifth seal, that's Jesus Christ, opens the seals. He's the only one found worthy, if you're familiar with Revelation. And I, John, the writer of Revelation, saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for their testimony which they held. They had the seal of God in their forehead. The mark of the beast is a copy of the seal of God. Satan can't come up with anything original, so he copies God, the Antichrist. And they cried with a loud voice, the 144,000. How long, how many, how many were there? 144,000. That's a lot of people. How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Uh, who, you know, who in heaven's going to pray a prayer like that? I think the 144,000. They just recently got killed and, uh, they couldn't buy or sell anything. They didn't have the mark of the beast. Um, maybe it'll be a unique little barcode on your forehead or something. I don't know. And Daniel saw in the night visions, and behold. Could be six numbers, six numbers, and six numbers. I was the president of my Bible college theory. But anyway, that's a lot of numbers, so you could l label a lot of people with that. Uh, and I, Daniel, Daniel 7.13. Daniel has a vision of the second coming which happens after when 144,000 and all the dead in Christ come with him uh, in his second coming at the end of the tribulation. This is uh, describing the second. This is in real time, it could be just a few days after Revelation 6, 9, and 10. This could be going on in heaven and God says, let's go. Then open the last seal, let's go. And Daniel 7, 13, written in uh, 538 B.C., approximately, C.I. Schofield. Um, verse 13, that's the only verse we're going to read. Uh, I, Daniel, saw in the night visions, guess what he saw, a vision. And behold, one like the Son of Man. I, you know, if you're not, you know, you've never seen the Son of Man in heaven, so you never saw him at his second coming in a Shekinah glory, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but he's gone. I'm guessing it was the Son of Man. Came with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the Ancient of Days. That would be God the Father, who's on earth waiting for his Son to return. First time God, well, God was Theophanes. He was on for Abraham and the destruction of Sodom. But anyway, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him. I think that's all the believers, all the dead in Christ, of which we'll be a member. Either we die before he before the rapture or we die at the rapture. We're separated from our body as the body without the spirit is dead. 
that's you can't die and not leave your body. You're going to need a new one anyway. So this one is not going to last. It's I'll tell you, I'm in my 70th trip around the sun, and this body is wearing out. But I'm trying to. I think this podcast is going to be good for my brain. But anyway, uh, Galatians 3, 7. And when I got friends critiquing me and pushing me to do better, maybe I will. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Okay, Abraham had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Okay. Um, all right. And Zechariah 9.9 is one more prophecy that describes in pretty good detail written 500 years before Christ came into Jerusalem on uh, the, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem called the, uh, it, was, uh, it was Palm Sunday. I knew it had a name. I'm getting confused with Sabbath as a holy day and Sunday as not a holy day, but here it was, Palm Sunday. Uh, Rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Tell these people to be quiet. If I, don't, if I tell them to be quiet, the stones will scream out. O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just. Man, his justice, he's got a, he's got a weird brand of justice. He's, uh, to me, he's much more merciful than he is just. I don't want just, I want mercy. Just as me paying for my own sins. I don't want that. I want Jesus. And he, and he did. And he's mine. And he has been for 50 years. And I've known it ever since that girl said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. And I said, you're right. And about, I don't know, a couple months later, she gave me a Bible. And she was a poor Bible college student. She bought a Bible. They were expensive. But this was a hardcover uh, Schofield Bible. It was like less than 10 bucks. But still, that was a lot of money back then. That was, that was five tanks of gas on my Volkswagen. But anyway, all right, uh, Zechariah 9, 9, and having salvation, that's my king has salvation, and he's humble, and to prove it, riding upon a donkey, upon the colt, the foal of a donkey. All right, verse 20 of John chapter 12, we're going to read 20 to 50 with as little comment as possible. And there were certain Greeks among them, the crowds that were in Jerusalem, the crowds at Hosanna and Ahias the day before this. Uh, there were certain groups, Greeks among the crowd in, inside of Jerusalem, which is a small wall if you look at it on a map, um, the old city. And there came up to worship at the feast. Well, you know, that makes me think they're pretty devout if they came to worship at the Passover. But so there's a lot of Jewish people. And these could be... I guess the word is Jewish Gentiles. I don't know. I mean, I, it doesn't say Gentiles. It says Greeks. Gentiles is much lower than a Greek. But uh, in, in, as far as uh, Hebrews are concerned. But um, the same came, therefore, but I am a Gentile. I embrace it. <laughs> and I'm uh, born a Gentile, will die a Gentile. But I'm also a child of Abraham by faith. Uh, Galatians 3, 7, is that right? Uh, the same came, therefore, to Philip. I was one of the early disciples. 
was Andrew, his brother Peter, James and John, fishing partners with, with uh, Andrew and Peter. Uh, they lived on the east side, or the Greek side of Galilee at this time. They moved to the, the Jewish side uh, with Christ a year later. And desiring him to say, a year later after the baptism, and now we're three and a half years later at the crucifixion, saying, Sir, to Philip, we would see Jesus. And a lot, a lot of people want to see Jesus because he's been doing miracles like crazy. And uh, last sat Sunday and Monday, and Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and Andrew and Philip tell Jesus, hey, there's some Greeks that want to see you. And Jesus answered the Greeks, saying, the hour has come, or maybe he just answered Philip and Andrew, yeah, I can, I can go out in public because they're going to kill me anyway. Um, and Jesus answered and saying, the hour is now is come that the Son of Man should be glorified, that he was glorified in the resurrection. That would be uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That would be six days and three of them are in the tomb. Whatever, parts of three of them are in the tomb. Friday, Sabbath, Saturday, Sunday. First, uh, Palm Sun not Palm Sunday, this is uh, first day of the week. And Jesus answered them saying, my Philip and yeah, I might as well go see the groups. I'm a dead man anyway. Uh, the hour has come, and the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat, that's a seed of wheat, corn crib is not just yellow corn. Um, I heard our yellow corn is totally man made, but anyway, uh, not naturally occurring. Very, verily, I say unto you, except a man, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I heard a sermon, a children's sermon one time, a guy had a, a corn cob of, of wheat and he said, how many seeds do you think there are on this unhusked corn hob? Well, I think he husked it. Anyway, you could see the yellow and he said, well, I counted them and there's approximately 300. And a good an average corn stock, I guess some have more, but a, a good one, probably above average corn stock, will have five ears of corn. Five times uh, 300 is 1,500 seeds. So you put one in the ground, you get 1,500 back. That's a pretty good return on your investment. Except, barely, barely, I say unto you, except, a, but what happens to that one seed? It dies underground and brings forth 1,500 just like it. Verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. I, I think God just made that little uh, agricultural thing a picture of his son's death on the cross and bringing back many, many return. Billions, I would guess. And he that loveth his life shall lose it. Now, I think this is talking to the Greeks. I could be wrong, but but uh, why don't people trust the Lord? Because they love their life. They're just, you know, they just, you know, they love their life. I don't, I don't know. I talked to a homeless person. I said, why don't you trust the Lord? I've talked to her many times. And I see her, the store I go to, one of the stores I go to. And uh, 
And I said, why don't you trust the Lord? He'd get, he'd get you off the street. I mean, he would, you'd be in his family. And I've never seen a righteous forsaken or the seed begging for bread. And we're not talking about your own personal righteousness. We're talking about you've been made the righteousness of God in him. He's your heavenly father. He's going to help you. Uh, or at least, yeah, I, I think he's going to get you off the street. And he hateth, okay, verse 25. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. You know, I'm having trouble with this, but um, I, I always took this to mean that if you take shortcuts, if you're dishonest, if you're, uh, you know, you, you've got to do this or your family's not going to eat or, or you've got to do this because of whatever, um, you're going to lose it. But he that hateth his life and, and doesn't worry about what what's going on? Uh, I don't look at my my bank account. I don't look at uh, at least my savings. I don't look at uh, news, and I, they're not looking at my account is something new. It took me a long time before I became uh, not risk averse. But anyway, uh, it just makes a much better life. I, I'm I, I don't worry about money when I don't watch it rise and fall, and I don't. Uh, when I don't listen to the news, I don't. That right now, my my internet provider has put headlines, and I think those are man. People who write headlines can really suck you in. But I'm sorry, I digress. Verse 25: And he that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto everlasting life. The poor, rich in faith. I don't know what to say, but rich people trust the Lord too. David was a rich man, and he saved enough money to build the temple left it for his son because God said I don't want you to build it your, your hands are too bloody but um, verse 26 if any man serve me let him follow me that where I am there he shall also my servant be if any man serve me him will my father honor I think you know I think some believers are honored and some are not some are honored more than others some aren't honored at all they get in by the skin of, you know, their works were turned into gold, silver, and stone, gold, silver, precious stones, and uh, straw. The guy that had nothing but straw in Corinthians, he was saved. Yet so as by fire, I mean, by the, all of his works burned up. They were worthless, but he was still saved. He's like he made the team to the Olympics, but he was like uh, sitting on a bench or something in case somebody got hurt. And he never got in. You know, that's kind of whatever. He's still on the team. He's still, you know, member of the team, blah, blah, blah. But but I want to I wanna leave people to the Lord. I love it. I, I'm glad somebody talked to me. I'm glad that cheerleader asked me to go to that Bible study. And she had plenty of reasons not to, but she did. And it's, anyway, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. How is my soul troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this hour. Now is my soul troubled. I mean, in a few nights and uh, Friday night, he's going to really, yeah, Friday morning, early morning, he's going to go into the, he's going to say, Abba, Father, all things are possible. Take this cup from me. But right now he's talking about that. And he says, 
now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Take this cup from me. But for this cause came I... But and he's, saying, he's talking to himself about it. Well, this is why I came. I came to die on the cross and pay for all sins of the world. I came to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because at that moment he was the sins of all the world. He was paying for all. All sins are paid for. And the word is ironic. It's ironic that you're going to spend eternity in hell. If you don't trust Christ, you're going to spend eternity separated from God in hell. And your sins are already paid for. You're going to be there paying for your sins. It's going to cost you eternity separated from God. Pay for your sins. Because when your sins are paid for, you can go there and you're clean. And you have, uh, you're incorruptible. And you have this new part of you, the new man, which is clean. Uh, no condemnation. Anyway, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this world. Yeah, I mean, he knew what he had to face and he was, he, he never showed any, any cowardice at all. All right, uh, verse 28. Father, glorify thy name. Again, you're glorifying yourself, God. Uh, I'm trying to glorify you. And when you glorify Christ, you're glorifying God. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, my name, and I will glorify it again. Verse 29. And the people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. A lot of times when he speaks, nobody quite really understands what it is. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me. I, it, God didn't speak audibly so I could hear him. But for your ears, for your sakes, did he speak. Now is the judgment of this world going to pay for sins for all time past present and future all sins for and if you put your faith in him a little bit of faith ask and you shall receive thief on the cross said remember me he asked for god to remember him and jesus said this day you'll be with me in paradise just say god remember me when i stand before you now is the judgment of this world now, you won't even, you'll stand before him as a son of God. He knows who's, he's not going to be a trial to find out if you're a Christian or not. I already know that. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. He's talking about the judgment for sin is going to be on Christ. All the sin that ever was, that's, that's coming. And the prince of this world, that's Satan. Prince of this world shall be cut, cast out. Um, John 16, 8 through 11. And when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, Jesus is saying this to his disciples prior to his departure. And when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Because Satan is judged. That's the judgment. Because at that point, uh, the judgment for sin has already taken place. Except you're going to... Christ paid for him, but you're going to have to pay for him if you don't put your faith in him. The grain of a mustard seed. Just ask him. God, save me. Remember me. God, I believe, help thou my unbelief. God, I admit that I'm 
a dirty, rotten sinner. Help me, remember me when I come into your kingdom. Give me eternal life. Any of those, they all work. You're going to find out what doesn't work of, in word here. Of righteousness because my father, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Verse 35, and Jesus said unto them, I think this would be the Gentiles that came to him, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. And put your faith in Jesus Christ to these guys. And, and for you, I mean, I talk to people, unfortunately, more than I would like. I think I talk to more people that believe than, than don't. I think they can read the writing on the wall. Verse 36, while ye have light, believe in the light, Christ is the light, that ye may be the children of light, born again children of God. These things spake Jesus and departed and hid himself from them. Because I think he knows what's in their heart. And it's not good. They're not believing. And we're going to get that by what he says next. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. And he's got, he knows he's got like one more day and then he's going to have to go undercover. For, Thursday, for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they capture him at the beginning of Friday in the evening when it starts at sunset. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay, but though he had done so many miracles before them, the people that have come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, but they don't know what that he is the Passover, yet they believe not on him. I'm encouraging you to believe on him. Just a little bit of faith. It'll grow. You want it to grow quickly? Say, God, the best way to know how I'm trusting Christ as my Savior, and then get up and go tell somebody you just trusted Christ for eternal life. And if you don't, if it's not like the parachute opens over your head and you go, wow, I believe in parachutes. Wow, I believe in Jesus Christ. That's what happened to me. I became a 100% believer in Jesus Christ. When I said to that girl, it said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. I said, you're right. And boom, I was a believer. That the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed. Therefore, they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, Satan, the he there is Satan, hath blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, that they should not see with their eyes and understand with their hearts and be converted. And I should heal them. Okay, verse 41. These things saith Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. And I'm going to read that. We're going to read that tomorrow, I think. Uh, Isaiah uh, 53. 1 through 12, I think. But anyway. Uh, These things said Isaiah when he saw Jesus' glory 
and spake of Jesus. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him. I mean, when the Holy Spirit writes they believed on him, I think that's what they did. But because of the Pharisees, they did not go around saying, hey, trust Christ. He's the he's Son of God. He's the, he's the Messiah. He's the Passover Lamb. They did not confess him. Why? Lest they should be put out of the synagogue. The, the synagogue was everything to chief rulers. And many of them, that, that was their meal ticket. That was their... You, anyway, I mean, for a Jewish person to trust Christ, it's, it's huge to this day. I've known two, and both of them were like kicked out of their family socially. But they, they all came back because they were such, such good people. Their, kid, they kid, their parents needed them in their old age, the, the, my friends. Verse 43, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, that's a negative thing, but I think some of us are that way sometimes. Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Again, you lift up Christ, you're lifting up God. You believe on Christ, you're believing on the Father. And he that seeth me seeth him that sent me. So, you know, I and my Father are one. This is going to make people very upset. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. He's telling all these rulers that, that, uh, that he's it. And he's divine. Verse 47, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. That's a little confusing to me. But you not you don't have to go out, you don't have to believe that he's gonna take care of you, you don't have to believe that he's not gonna you're not gonna starve, or your family's not gonna starve. I mean, to get to heaven all you gotta do is put your faith in him. All I had to do to get out of the airplane was trust a parachute I'd never seen. I did. It worked great. I judge judge him not, for I came not into the world to judge the world, but to save the world. I mean, that's just that's just scripture right there. I came into the world to judge the world. I mean, to to save to save the world. World came not into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. All right, verse 48. He that rejecteth me, this is, this is not good, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken shall judge him in the last day. So the, the last judgment is the great white throne at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth. And it's only for unbelievers. Um, verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment. What I should say and what I should speak. And I know this, that his commandment is everlasting life. They, they asked... Uh, crowd in, in 6 28 6, 38 and 39 I think it's anyway what shall we do that we might 
work the works of God? He said, Believe on him whom he hath sent. Even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Next episode, uh, right now I'm planning it to be uh, uh, episode 130a. I want to take a look at Isaiah uh, 53, 1 through 12, just for myself as much as for you, quoted by Jesus on Monday. And uh, then we'll come back to uh, his, the Passion Week and uh, pick up on Tuesday. I will say adios, which means to God, and vaya con Dios, go with God.